0: Welcome back to Your Therapy Tools. This episode is DBT number 9. Today I will focus on sleep routine or sleep hygiene because one of the big vulnerability factors is not getting enough sleep or having broken sleep and you're just exhausted the next day. That is a huge vulnerability factor. So if you're having issues with insomnia or um, you fall asleep right away but you don't sleep through the night and you're up several times a night, this episode is for you. I'm also going to talk about BPE, which is Building Positive Experiences, and then I will briefly go over ABC, which is Accumulate Positives, Build Mastery, and Cope Ahead. So, welcome back. I'm glad you're here. I hope you're having a fantastic day. And if you're having issues with sleep, let's see if we can come up with a plan for you. So, sleeping, having sleeping difficulties with medication without trying behavior interventions, um, it's not so good. If you're taking sleeping pills, if you're taking, um, other sleep aids every single night just to go to sleep, you're actually robbing yourself of a deep, natural, restful sleep. Uh, It's better to develop healthy behaviors and some sort of a ritual each night that helps you to go to sleep naturally. That way your brain gets the proper REM rest and all of the other levels of rest you're supposed to get so that your body can regenerate and heal itself and your brain can kind of recharge its batteries and prepare you for what's to come the next day. This also increases your immune system. It increases your distress tolerance abilities and much, much more. So if you want to be in a good mood... If you want to become more of a morning person, or even if you don't, if you'd like to wake up in a better mood, better prepared, and better armed with DBT skills for your day, it's, it's imperative you get some good sleep. So these guidelines will improve sleep for most people. Um, to be effective, these guidelines must be used nightly. For at least 21 days. That's how long it takes to form a habit. Um, your efforts will reap the benefits and probably be enjoyable too. So the first the first one on the list is creating a sleep routine that begins about an hour before bed. Um, healthy sleep involves getting into a pattern and conditioning your brain and body to know, hey... It's an hour to bedtime, so let's start getting ready to sleep. You can do um, relaxing activities that kind of cue your mind and body together to work in unison to prepare you to go to sleep. This could be deep breathing exercises, progressive muscle relaxation, mindfulness, meditation, a warm bath, and a nice cup of chamomile tea. Um, lemon water turning off your devices Um, the second thing on the list is establishing consistent sleep and wake times so if you you need to be up by 6am every day in order to stop being late to work and cut the conflict out of your workplace for you it's imperative that you go to bed at the same time every night and get up at the same time every morning the only exceptions to this should be Um, If you're on vacation and you're wanting to stay up late and attend a festival, or if you're in Las Vegas, the city that never sleeps, that's different. But on your day-to-day normal routine, it's important to have a consistent bedtime and a consistent time that you wake up every day. So make sure you set your alarms, and eventually you'll be able to train your brain to wake up without the alarms. Um, A lot of people have reported that, and I do it as well. At 5 a.m., my eyes pop open, and I'm up for the day. Um, I've heard others talk about similar experiences where they just don't need an alarm clock anymore. They wake up automatically. So over time, when you create this consistency and follow it, after 21 days, maybe 42 days, maybe 63 days for some it will become like an automatic habit um the bed should be for sleeping and intimacy only so you don't want to do anything in the bed that you would do when you're just like awake and not sleeping or or not being intimate with somebody like watching tv or eating um When you're doing those things in the bed, you confuse your mind and your body, and the bed no longer becomes a cue to your body and brain to go to sleep. So keep your bed nicely made with fresh, soft, inviting sheets and nice, comfortable pillows. And don't do anything in that bed unless it's sleeping or being intimate. Everything else, you go do it somewhere else. Um, Create a relaxing environment in your room. That's your sanctuary. You want a clean, uncluttered environment with, again, fresh sheets and comfortable blankets and pillows. Um, You also want to block out sources of light and keep the temperature cool and comfortable. And the cooler you keep it in there, the better you'll sleep. Because you have the blankets... And if you get too warm, all you have to do is kick a leg out and then you get the cool breeze on your leg and it's like, ah, much better. Nobody can sleep when they're all sweaty and gross. So keep the room nice and cool. Keep it nice and clean. Make it a sanctuary of sleep and peacefulness and absolute zen. Avoid alcohol, caffeine, And even nicotine for at least four hours or more before you go to bed. All of these things uh, stimulate the brain and reduce your ability to sleep or stay asleep. Avoid heavy meals and spicy foods right before bed. It's best to, um, especially if you're working on your nutrition and you want to feel better and have more energy, it's best to have a regular scheduled um, dinner time every day as well as the regularly scheduled go to bed and the regularly scheduled wake up. It's good to have, uh, at least your dinner planned, so that, okay, if I'm going to bed at nine, I'll make sure I have eaten by 6 PM and I won't eat anything after. That's a really good plan because then when you go to sleep, your stomach is not full of food that your body has to work on digesting. When you go to bed with an empty stomach because you haven't eaten for three hours or more, your body is able to do what it's supposed to do when you sleep. So it doesn't have to worry about digesting food. Therefore, it can tr- it can go through and repair cells and regenerate uh, DNA that needs to be regenerated and recharge your brain and heal. Wounds and um, build your immunity up and all the things it's supposed to do. our bodies literally like heal themselves and regenerate dead cells and everything when we're sleeping so if we're if we're eating a huge heavy meal um, best pizza in town comes and you eat five slices and lay down and fall asleep, your body for most of the night that you're asleep will be working on digesting all that pizza instead of doing what it's supposed to do turn down your lights and power off your electronics at least one hour before bedtime so how many of you have the cell phone right next to your head either on the dresser or on the pillow and you're laying there and you can't sleep so you pick up your phone and you start checking out TikTok or you go on facebook or you start looking at youtube videos um when you do that that bright light from your device pierces through your eyeballs and into your brain, and it stimulates awake time. So it's like telling your brain, wakey, wakey, don't go to sleep. And then even after you put the phone down, it's going to be difficult to get a good night's sleep. So try to shut all that down an hour before bed. If, you, if you're watching TV in your bedroom, which isn't good, um, turn it off an hour before bed and leave your bedroom and then come back and lay down and go to sleep. But, you know, sticking with the other rule, if you're not sleeping or making sweet love with somebody, you shouldn't be in that bed. Not to eat, not to watch TV, none of that. You should go in a different room. Um, Avoid any stimulation before bedtime. And this includes arguing with somebody, um, any kind of conflict, any kind of, like, vigorous exercise, or anything else that will activate your mind and your body. So avoid political discussions. Avoid a uh, hardcore boot camp workout. Avoid fighting with with your significant other. If you have an issue, I know they say don't go to bed mad. Um, if you have an issue and it's close to bedtime, write it down in your notebook. Close the Close the cover. And let yourself go to sleep and tell yourself, I will deal with this tomorrow. Right now, it's important that I sleep. Get your exercise during the daytime, um, in the morning or in the early afternoon. Avoid taking naps. This is a difficult one for a lot of people because you have a big lunch and you want to take a nap. And a lot of people will take a nap even if it's only for an hour and they find that it makes it really difficult for them to either fall asleep or stay asleep when they go to bed at night. (coughs) So try to avoid taking a nap. Give yourself a list of alternative actions. Maybe you have a pile of laundry that you really need to put away. So don't take a nap, go put the laundry away. Maybe you could take a walk around the block to give yourself a little boost of energy instead of taking a nap. Um, Find something else that you can engage in. And when you find yourself wanting to just go take a nap, go look at that post-it note you put on the fridge or wherever you put it and say, no, I'm not going to take a nap. I'm going to pick one of these things and do it. That way I can sleep tonight. And keep a notebook by your bed. Um, You might want to write down what you dreamt about when you wake up. Or if you're laying there and you can't sleep, you might want to grab the notebook and just journal your thoughts. If you're going to do that, get up and leave the bedroom. Go sit in the living room, journal your thoughts, close it, close the book, and then go lay back down. Put the notebook back next to your bed. Um, Practice peaceful imagery and deep breathing as you fall asleep. So you might picture yourself walking on a gorgeous beach. And um, I know I said no cell phones, but the, the Calm app... A lot of people are reporting that it's so helpful. So that's a possibility too, but I would recommend putting it far away from your bed on the other, on the other side of the room. That could be, you know, maybe your dresser is over there or maybe uh, just putting it over in the corner of the room far away from you. Make sure that the phone is not lit up. And if it is, turn it over so it's face down so you can just listen. And you can hear the sounds of the ocean, or you can hear rain, or um, ocean waves. Or what you know, whatever makes you feel calm and helps you with your imagery, and picture yourself walking on a beach and just feeling comfortable and relaxed and warm. Um, minimize catastrophizing when you struggle with sleep. Make sure if you find yourself ruminating and you're catastrophizing, you're blowing things out of proportion, make sure you grab one of your mindfulness skills and refocus your thoughts, reframe your thoughts, forgive your thoughts. Um, And if you're unable to sleep after 20 minutes, get up and do something boring or relaxing until you start to feel sleepy. You might want to go read a book You might want to go and just write in your journal. And maybe you want to um, pick up a dictionary and read that. Or reading the Bible can be very relaxing and put you to sleep too. So there are a lot of options. A lot of people report that holding an actual book in their hand, not using a Kindle or an audible, but holding an actual book in your hands and using your eyes to read the words, um, their eyes will start to get heavy and they'll start to feel tired. It's it's good if you can find a really boring book, something that's boring and not very interesting, like um, listing all of the different names of the freeways in Montana or something, something boring, something that you would find boring and read that before you go to bed so I hope that inspired you a little bit and and maybe you can come up with some of your own ideas that would help you to create a more effective sleep routine and let's take a really quick break okay thank you for hanging in. another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check The next thing on our DBT list is the BPE. Build positive experiences. Positive events create positive emotions. So that's the point of this exercise. Um, We can't sit around and wait for something good to happen. Sometimes we have to make it happen. And that requires a little work on our part. And DBT skills can definitely help you with that. So, emotions such as happiness, they don't just happen. There are some of us who do spring out of bed with a smile. Yay! I'm so grateful I'm alive and I woke up. It's going to be a great day. I happen to be one of those perky people like that. and Not everybody's like that. Trust me, I've been made aware. Um, (laughs) but some, you know, for most, most people, happiness doesn't just happen. Um... We have to make it happen. It's a product of what we think and what we do. And positive events build positive emotion. So as straightforward as this concept may seem, it can be difficult to put into action when you're experiencing anxiety, depression, anger. Um, But the bottom line is that you have to invest in positive behaviors in order to have positive emotions. A lack of interest and energy can be barriers that prevent you from engaging in a positive event. And it's important to know that you can't wait to feel interested and energetic. You can't wait to feel motivated. It won't just happen. You have to create it. So what goes up must come down. That old saying, right? What we put out comes back to us. So if you're apathetic, non-energetic, zero motivation... And you're sitting there day after day thinking, well, I have so much I want to do, but I'm just not motivated. I just don't know how to get motivated. Um, Hopefully I'll feel motivated by next week. It probably won't happen for you. This is something where you have to get up and deal with that uncomfortable emotion and create that motivation, create that excitement. This works best when you invest in positive experiences without strong desire or a need to control the outcome and let positive emotions happen organically. So barriers exist to this. If you feel like you don't deserve positive experiences, if you worry about expectations, if you dread the end of the positive experience, then you treat these issues like distractions. And you use mindfulness to focus on positive experiences instead. Take a minute to look at your own barriers. And then you make a plan for how you're going to address those barriers. Think about which DBT skills would help you to jump over those hurdles that you put in your own way. What can you do? And and what kind of barriers and hurdles do you place in your own way? So you can think of building positive experience in a few ways. Positive experiences that are possible now. Positive experiences that you can plan and look forward to in the short term. And positive experiences that you work toward step-by-step in the long term so short-term goals and long-term goals for positive experiences. When you want to have positive experiences right now, in the here and now immediate or in the immediate future. Um, Maybe it's a conversation, a hearing, or telling a joke, or helping somebody. Um, It might it might mean taking a break, taking a quick walk, taking a few minutes to practice mindfulness or meditation. You may find that the positive event is simply soaking in some sunshine that feels great right seeing rain wash everything clean or feeling a nice warm breeze there's an enormous number of positive events that are possible in the here and now and sometimes occurring naturally around you without any effort on your part you just need to turn your mind toward those positives and be open to participating in the experience with your full attention that means being very mindful and in the moment so positive events that you plan in the short term this can be like a family meal an outing by yourself or a a date day with your best friend it could be date night with your significant other or something else that you might want to schedule in the short term like within a week or maybe within two weeks, you want to make this happen. So you start by listing the interests, the hobbies and activities that you like. And add activities to try that you haven't tried. Um, and if you have a short list, you may have to develop some, some more interests through trying new activities with an open mind. So plan time for these activities and events in your schedule and follow through. Do not cancel. This is where you should be a yes person. Okay. Um, Short term positive events need to be regular occurrences and plan daily to be effective. Having regular positive events to look forward to moves you towards a more satisfying existence and life. So if your interest and your energy are low It it could take a it could take a couple weeks to experience the benefits, but don't give up, and don't enter into judgment about not getting the results right away. Um, Just kind of embrace the journey of the whole thing, and you'll eventually get to your destination. Make it about the journey more than the destination. What are you doing every day to get yourself to that destination? Every little victory counts. So celebrate every little victory. And by celebrate, I don't mean go throw a massive party at the, at the bingo hall. <laughs> I mean, like, celebrate quietly in your own head and say, Hey, good job. I'm proud of you. Or you're a rock star. Keep going, baby. You know? Praise yourself, reward yourself with small things, small healthy things. That's what I mean by celebrating your little successes every day that work towards a bigger goal. Okay? Make a list of long term priorities and goals. Um, It might be going back to college, learning some new craft or trade, changing your whole career, learning how to play the guitar. Um, getting your body back into shape, having a vision for making a difference in the world somehow, that would be a long-term positive event. So pick something from that list and break it down into manageable steps, into tiny little bites. Plan and schedule time to work on the very first step, and then you follow through. Make sure you do it. Don't cancel. Don't put it off. Do not procrastinate and as you accomplish each little step that's going to grow your motivation you have to give yourself credit for every little step celebrate it so your work toward long-term positive is a, is a major part of building yourself a satisfying life some steps can be hard and frustrating it's not all sunshine and rainbows so don't give up stay focused on what you want in the long term you could do a vision board where you cut out images that represent your long term goal and you can look at it every day, that helps you to stay focused you can write in your journal every day my long term goal is this and here's what I'll be doing today which is a very small step in that direction and I'm super happy that I'm doing it um Planning positive events and scheduling and your routine. You may not know what to do to build these positive experiences or how to plan. So um, first you identify possible possible positive experiences and then you schedule them. Or if you don't schedule them, they're less likely to happen. If you just say, yeah, on Friday, I think I'll go see a movie. But you don't write it down, you don't set a reminder on your phone, then you're likely to allow yourself to wiggle out of that and say, no, I think I'll stay home and not leave the house today. So make sure you're scheduling yourself. Get a day planner, write it in your journal, set a reminder on your phone. You could even get an accountability partner to help you stay accountable to yourself and tell them, hey, I've made a plan for a positive experience on Friday and, um, I just wanted to tell you what my plan is so that you can hold me accountable to ensure that I don't try to wiggle out of it. Um, That's always nice to have that kind of support. So mindfulness and positive events, using the build positive experiences requires you to be mindfulness and your mindfulness has to be effective. So you stay focused on the event and not when it will end You focus on uh, just what is happening in the here and now. Don't think about your expectations. Don't think about anything else that could take away from the experience in the here and now. Describe how your life will be different when you effectively use building positive experiences. So you write down, how would your life change How will it change? Let's say it that way. How will it change when you begin utilizing Build Positive Experiences, BPE? How will your life change? How will it improve? Write that down in your journal. And then last but not least, let's finish off with our ABCs. Accumulate Positives, Build Mastery, and Cope Ahead. So the ABCs have a multifaceted tool here and it's emotion regulation and health. So you do better emotionally when you focus on positives, take care of important tasks and responsibilities and develop coping plans for troubles that you could anticipate. So the acronym ABC This is the building blocks, the building blocks of improving your life, accumulate positives, build mastery and cope ahead. So for a accumulating positives, positives are consistently around us. If we just open our eyes and shift away from that negative filter that we usually look at the world through. Okay. Um, if we're holding on to, to the negatives, we will let it overshadow all the other experiences. So we have to get rid of that negative filter and look for the positives around us. Here are some examples of letting that negative filter overshadow the positives. Um, remembering one person who was rude and failing to recognize all the people who were respectful and kind to you. Or... Um, ruminating on a problem, and not noticing what has gone well or according to plan. Or you're so focused on negatives that you completely fail to notice any positives happening naturally in your immediate environment. <coughs> you know, maybe the maybe the neighbors are playing your least favorite genre of music and they're playing it very, very loudly next door and it's rattling the pictures on your walls and your windows are rattling a bit and you're trying to watch your favorite show but you can't hear it because they are having one hell of a big birthday party next door. So you might be focused on being angry that they're so rude, who needs the music that loud and you're getting angry. And by focusing on that negative event, you miss the fact that your two kids are sitting there playing nicely right now. They're not fighting for once in their lives. They're playing nicely. And they even picked up all the Legos when they were done building things out of Legos and they put them away. You don't notice those beautiful, positive little moments in your immediate environment because you have that negative filter going. So we have to shut off the negative filter and look for what's good so you're accumulating positives building mastery do what you feel competent doing take care of your home put yourself into completing a task that you uh, left unfinished when you've completed a task you've taken a step towards a larger goal so you take a few minutes to appreciate yourself And coping ahead. Most of us have a a fuse. It could be long or short. We have uh, hot buttons that people can press. And we have vulnerability factors that lead us to ineffective behaviors. So think of one of these situations imagine yourself in this situation but instead of imagining your ineffective reactions picture yourself responding and coping with your skills so it's most helpful to tie this to real world experience and emotion because you'll remember it more effectively so with coping ahead it's, almo- it, it's, it's almost a form of ruminating or using your imagination um but you're doing it in a positive and skillful way. So you'll think back to a time that somebody was very dismissive towards you. They over-talked you. They were just rude, cocky, narcissistic. And maybe in that moment, you raised your voice to try to over-talk them back and say, let me finish my thought, please. And and they talked louder and it became a competition of who could talk the loudest. And then maybe you yelled at them and threw something at them and said, I hate you. It's impossible to talk to you. You suck, you know, cause you lost your temper because that's, that's, that's where you tend to have a, a short fuse and you're triggered by somebody being disrespectful and dismissive and Uh, invalidating and minimizing you. So you have to own that about yourself. And you have to think, how could I have applied DBT skills to that moment to change the outcome? So you can build on your own experiences that will prepare you for future experiences. Because I'm sure that is not the last time somebody will have been rude to you. There will be There will always be somebody who doesn't like you for whatever reason, and that's their issue. But there will always be somebody who's going to be rude. There will always be um, situations ranging from uncomfortable to irritating to enraging to full-on crisis. That's, That's life. We, we, we are going to have bad experiences. So if you're coping ahead and you're planning in your mind, imagining what DBT skill you could use for that future event that might come up, you're preparing yourself. And when the moment comes, you will have already rehearsed it. And you just might use that DBT skill and change change it for the better. But don't beat yourself up if you forget because it's not easy to make those changes. But cope ahead. Use your imagination. Come up with some scenarios from your past. And um, don't focus too long on that. Just just take the lesson. Apply the new DBT skill. And then file it away again. You don't want to ruminate on it. and Start reliving it and getting upset all over again. Okay? And that is the end of this episode. I hope you found it helpful and I hope you will use your ABCs and use your BPEs (laughs) and have a fantastic day. Thank you for tuning in.